Why, hello there, and welcome to Stories of Rune Terror. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terror by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where the beauty of dance can bear the deadly edge of a blade. Each week, we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something from the world of Runeterra off of the Riot Games universe site. Think of this as an audiobook project of my own of League stories and lore. This week's story is Irelia, the Blade Dancer. And no, I, I don't know why I decided to do the cold open in a UK-British accent. Don't know which one it is, but anyway, here's for my terrible impression. There was a time when I danced only for myself, and now I dance for the first lands. The Noxian occupation of Ionia produced many heroes, none more unlikely than young Aurelia of Navori. Trained in the ancient dances of her province, she adapted her art for war, using the graceful and carefully practiced movements to levitate a host of deadly blades. After proving herself as a fighter, she was thrust into the role of resistance leader and figurehead, and to this day remains dedicated to the preservation of her homeland. Alright, I gotta get my act together here first of all and say thank you to a whole host of you extraordinary people out there on the interwebs who have messaged me on the social medias and tried to touch base with me, but I, being the responsible uh, nitwit that I can be, since I don't do a ton of social media uh, intentionally, I'm going to correct that, but I just wanted to reach out to you and just say thank you to all of you that have reached out from Jared at TM7, John and Boop and Madeline all on Instagram, and then out on Twitter from uh, Ponte Corvo, Izzy, and um, Scion, and Ty36, and a whole crew of you all. And if I didn't say your name, it's not because I'm trying and neglecting to thank you. I just am trying to track everybody. And I've got a couple requests. Uh, one I was going to do, but I think I'm going to have to dedicate its own episode to, is a story called The Child of Zahn. Going to do that. It's by Ian St. Martin, but it is its own little like 15-minute bonus segment. So I'm going to get to that one, but not today. Um, and I've got, I'm going to hit up Kaisa and the rest of you. So, you know, keep hitting me up. Keep letting me know. I'm going to be a lot better. I'm starting to post goofy things about the podcast on TikTok. Who knows if I'm going to do even more beyond that? I don't know. This is crazy. So anyway, enough of my yakking and yabbering. Let's get into the actual stories of Irelia. Even as a small child, Jean Irelia was fascinated by the grace and beauty of human movement. Under her grandmother's tutelage, she learned the traditional silk dances of her province. Though she was dubious of their supposedly mystical connection to the spirit of Ionia, Irelia's love for the dances was real. Seeking to master the art, she eventually left home to study with some of Ionia's most respected performers at the Placidium of Navori. Irelia's people were peaceful and sought harmony with their neighbors, 
but rumors of foreign invaders sighted off the coast unsettled many at the Placidium. Irelia returned to her village to find it already occupied, with steel-helmed soldiers from distant Noxus shoving unarmed civilians through the streets with the butts of their spears. The Noxian Admiral Ducal had seized the Jeanne home to quarter his fleet officers. Irelia's brothers and her father Lito had eventually protested. Her entire family now lay in unmarked graves in the gardens. Ravaged by grief, the young girl saw Ducal's men howling valuables from the house. Among the loot was a large metal crest depicting the Jeanne family emblem. Irelia raced to it, wrenching it from Noxian hands. The admiral himself hurled her to the ground and asked his warriors to shatter the crest with a heavy iron maul before ordering them to dig a fresh grave for this upstart child. As they surrounded her, Irelia averted her eyes, looking to the pieces of the Jeanne crest scattered on the ground. From deep within her soul, she felt a strange rhythm begin to beat. The shards of metal began to twitch, to twist, moving seemingly on their own, and Aurelia felt the serene joy of the ancient dances once more. With a sweep of her arm, she sent the pieces flying like a ragged blaze, cutting clean through two of the Noxians. As Ducal and his officers reeled in shock, Aurelia snatched up the shards of her crest and fled the village. In the quiet forests beyond, Aurelia mourned her family and thought back to her grandmother's teachings. She realized that the techniques she had learned were more than mere dances. They were a powerful expression of something far greater. The Noxian occupation soon began to test the fragile peace of the First Lands. It was said that even the religious leader Karma had been forced to strike back at the invaders with deadly magic, though her followers had now withdrawn to the lasting altar and would not condone any further violence. Across Navori, dissenting voices began to band together. A resistance was forming, one that would not rest until Ionia was free once more. Aurelia joined the ranks, performing her cherished dances for them in the woodland camps to preserve some vestige of their vanishing culture. She was barely 14 years old when she found herself back at the Placidium. Her band of resistance fighters joined the Milita, who had sworn to guard the monasteries and wild sacred gardens. But Noxus knew only too well what this place represented. A particularly cunning general named Jericho Swain captured the Placidium and took its defenders hostage, hoping to lure the inevitable reinforcements into a trap. It was in this moment that Aurelia rose to meet her destiny. Freed from her bonds, she was unleashed the full potential of her ancient blade dance, lashing out with graceful zeal. A dozen of Swain's veterans fell, sowing chaos in their ranks as the other captives joined her. Before she struck down the general himself, the sight of this rebellious girl hefting his severed arm over her head would be the turning point of the war. This victory... The great stand at Navori ensured that everyone in Ionia knew the name of Jean Norelia and looked to her for leadership. Reluctantly, she led the growing resistance for almost three years of grueling battle before her triumph at Dalu Bay. There, she finally cornered the defeated Admiral Ducal and exacted the vengeance she had sought for so long. Though the war has long since ended, Ionia has been permanently changed by it. 
The first lands are now divided, with rival factions fighting each other almost as bitterly as they did the Noxians. Many continue to look to Aurelia for answers, but while others might welcome such power, Aurelia remains uneasy with it. At heart, she still yearns only to dance alone. And now for Aurelia's story. It's entitled Stains on a Name, and it's written by John O'Brien. I believed in you, Blade Dancer. The man choked, his lips frothing red. You, you showed us the path. Aurelia held her stance. She looked down at him, this devotee of the Brotherhood, on his knees in the mud. He had been pierced over and over and over by her blades. We, we could have been strong, united as one people. That is not the spirit's way, she replied. If that's what you think, then, then you are wrong. He had come to this village, waiting for the perfect moment before making his move. But he was clumsy and awkward, and she had danced around him easily. He had been determined to kill her. The worst thing was is he wasn't the first. Aurelia's blades now hovered at her shoulders, following the graceful encircling movements of her hands. One simple gesture, and it could all be over. He spat blood on the ground, his eyes burning with hatred. (laughs) If you could not lead the Navori, the Brotherhood will. He tried to weakly raise his dagger against her. This man would never be taken alive. (coughs) I believed in you, he said again. We all did. She sighed. I never asked you to. I'm sorry. Her limbs flowing lively around her body. Aurelio whirled to the side, sending the blades out in a deadly arc. They sliced cleanly through his flesh, as much as an act of mercy as of self-defense. A simple turn, just one elegant step, brought the blades back to her, their edges slick with blood. The man's lifeless body toppled forward. May the spirit bring to you peace, said Aurelia. Her burden was heavy as she returned to the camp. When she finally entered the privacy of her own tent, she released a long, tense breath and lowered herself to the reed mat. She closed her eyes. Father, she whispered, I have bloodied our family's honor once more. Forgive me. Aurelia spread the blades out before her, Like Ione itself, they were the fractured pieces of something that had once been far greater, now turned to violent ends. She poured the water into a small wooden bowl and dipped in a rag. The simple act of cleaning the shards had become a ritual, one she felt compelled to undertake after every battle she fought. The water slowly turned red as she worked. But beneath the fresh blood, the metal carried much darker 
older stains that she could never seem to remove completely. This was the blood of her people, the blood of Navori itself. Lost in thought, she began to slide the blades around, slowly reforming them into her family crest. Its three symbols lay cracked before her, representing the Jeanne name. Her home province, and the rest of the First Lands, all in harmony. Her ancestors had always lived by the teachings of karma. They inflicted no harm on anyone, regardless of circumstance. And now, here was their seal and crest turned into weapons, and takers of countless lives at that. She could feel the eyes of her brothers upon her. Even in their eternal rest, at one with the spirit of Ionia, she feared earning their disappointment, their resentment. She pictured her dear old Olma, too, broken and sobbing, devastated by each kill. Many times, that thought had made Aurelia weep more than any other. The blades would never be clean. She knew that, but she would still do right by those she had harmed. She passed many of her followers on the way to the burial grounds. Though they looked to Aurelia for leadership, now more than ever she recognized so few of them. With each winter, the faces became less familiar, as the last of the old resistance were replaced by new and more zealous fighters. They came from faraway provinces and towns she had never heard of. Even so, she halted often to return their half-hearted salutes and bows, and would accept none of their help in dragging the shrouded body of her dead attacker along the road. Finding an open patch beneath the blossom-heavy branches of a tree, Aurelia set him down carefully, and turned to join in the grief of the widows and the widowers, the orphaned sons and daughters. I... I know it's never easy, she said, placing a consoling hand on the shoulder of one man who knelt before a pair of fresh graves. But... Each life and each death are part of it. He batted away her hand, glaring at her till she retreated. It was necessary, she murmured to herself as she prepared to start digging, though she remained unconvinced by her own words. It... it's... It is all necessary. The, the Brotherhood would grip this land with an iron fist, no better than Noxus. Her eyes fell on an old woman, sat on a simple wooden stool at the foot of the tree, singing a soft lament. Streams of tears had dried on her face. She was dressed plainly, with one hand resting on a grave marker next to her. It was adorned with food offerings for the deceased. To Aurelia's surprise, the woman halted her song. "'Bringing us some company, are you, daughter of Jeanne?' she called out. "'Ain't much room left around here, but any friend of yours is a friend of ours.' "'I did not know this man, but thank you. He deserved better than he was given in life.' Aurelia took an uncertain step closer. "'You were... Singing one of the old songs. Helps me keep my mind off the bad things, said the old woman, tamping down a patch of dirt on the grave. This, this is my nephew. I, I'm so sorry, 
I'm sure you did all you could. Besides, this is all part of the spirit's way, you know. Her kindly demeanor had put Aurelia entirely at ease. Sometimes I I don't know, she confided. The old woman perked up, expecting more. Aurelia continued, finally giving voice to the doubts that had plagued her for a long time. Some, sometimes I wonder if I... I killed our peace. Killed our peace? When Noxus invaded, perhaps we lost something when we fought back. Something... Something we can never restore. The woman stood, trying in vain to open a large nut. Child, I remember peace well, she said, thrusting one gnarled, knobby finger at Aurelia. Those were the good days. No one misses peace more than me. She pulled a knife from her belt and began to pry open the nutshell. But the world's a different place now. What worked then don't work today. No point in dwelling on it. At last, the shell cracked, and she placed the broken kernel into a bowl on the grave. You see? See there? Used to be able to open these with my hands alone. And now I need a knife. The young would have me would have fretted about it, damaging the nut like that, but that me don't matter, because she don't have to live here and now. The old woman nodded kindly and went back to her singing. For the first time in a long while, Aurelia smiled. Within her satchel, wrapped in protective cloth, were the shard blades of her shattered family crest. She knew it would never be clean, never be whole again, but they were always ready, and that would have to be enough. Thanks for listening in. Really appreciate it again. Everybody, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm going to try and be a little bit better about communicating on y'all to y'all and on the social medias and everywhere else. And so, yeah, keep your eye out. We've got a couple more requests I want to knock out and move through. And if you've got a friend who really enjoys it or wants to hear a certain champion said, then please, by all means, reach out to me and let me know. I will check more periodically. I'm now equipped to do so. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Any reviews in your podcast provider are really nice. Every podcast you listen to says it, and we say it for a reason. So thanks again. I appreciate it. Share it on social media. And yeah, sleep well and catch you on the flip side.